I will always fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again, we put it in a position like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since, I guess you'd say 1917, over a hundred years ago. And despite that, despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. And again, uh, I want to just in leaving, I want to thank our Vice President, Mike Pence and Karen. I want to thank Congress because we really worked well with Congress. It's kind of long. If you only listened to our intros, you'd have a lot of questions. <laughs> I think you. Uh, you'd just be like, "What is this? What is this about? What's the tone?" Here? We got political over the course of. I want to hear the best part. Have a good life. That's all you need to hear. Have a good life. Have a good life. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss the big man. I wish charge. I had just like an ounce of his confidence. It's I think astounding. I might have an ounce. <laughs> Maybe an ounce. It's, uh, it's a true dude's burden situation. Wow, right out, out the gates. <laughs> I mean, we watched a, a movie that was completely about guys being dudes. Yeah, and a lot of women crying the entire That's movie. That's true. Yeah. What do they call that? A Mary Sue? I don't know. When it's like a woman's character has zero complexity in a Except film. Except she's hysterical the entire movie. I like that. Just cut it off like that. <laughs> well, the Julianne Moore... Um, the pharmacist was very rude to her. Mm-hmm. He was a dick. Yeah, he had some questions, but just yeah. ask her. I don't know. That's your, what do you need all this for, lady? <laughs> like screaming at her, um, huddling in the corner with the head pharmacist. Yeah, you calling me lady? You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's Saturday night, the first Saturday post Trump. The yes, this is podcast. Podcats are all in the house, even the real cats. Mm-hmm. Are absolutely going nuts right now. How does everybody sound? We didn't do a sound check today. We sound good though, right? Let's hope. How do you sound, Scott? I good sound enough? okay. How I does hear... the can sound? I feel you, like it's a little there echo. A, yeah, there's a squeaking right now. It sounds like cats. The cat oh, that's, toy? that's the cat toy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out. I. Well, that's what happens when you try to put blinds up yourself okay. on acid. <laughs> no acid. Okay. Sober. So... I listened back to a few of the podcasts a lot li- lately, and I have so many verbal tics that I need to stop doing. We all do. It's okay. I almost just did one where okay. I just go, yeah, I agree without listening. So <laughs> 20, 20, <laughs> 20, So you just admitted that you don't listen to me. I, I think that- It's actually the, um, the level, the tone of your voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this week's episode, we listened to Amy Mann, mm-hmm. Amy Woman, more like it. Mm. Uh, we watched the film Magnolia. Uh, what else did we do? Well, till Tuesday. I have Amy Mann, but till Tuesday, band, yeah. Tuesday. They should have been called the Amy Mann Project. 
Oh. Would have been a better name. She went solo after that. She was that, young. So. And I have a few treats that I forgot to tell you about that I want to play. Um, I wanted to actually start today's show with, um, I don't know how long ago this track came out, but Riz Ahmed, you know him. We all love him. We do. He's got like a new single out. It came out a couple months ago, but I've been really digging it lately. Then I said to myself... Uh, self. Self. What? Well, uh, Actors, musicians, uh, athletes, and uh, you know people that aren't really musicians doing music kind of got stuck in my head because I heard today. From, did you hear it? Oh, wait, I did send it. Yeah, to you. you sent it to me. Um, did you listen to it? Yeah, it's really bad. It is really bad. Uh, but I wanted to play it to get Emily's review of. Uh, I guess you're not gonna be able to guess who it is. No. I, I don't even know. Maybe I would have been able to. Yeah. What music? What athlete made a vanity sports, a, a vanity like out song? It was really bad. So you want I'll, me well, to guess this? You won't know, but it's Trevor me, Bauer. I don't even know that name. I was gonna he's say, a, give me the sport at least. He's a free agent baseball pitcher. He's one of the rare, uh, mind you, probably sixty to seventy percent of all baseball players are MAGA, but he, I don't, not so much anymore. But he was very MAGA out in the open. Mm. It's more his at- overall attitude is just that it's trolling white asshole. It troll. Fucking sucks. I hope this gets back to him, Trevor Bauer. We hate you. <laughs> but uh, he uh, released a single. It's old. It's like ten years okay. old. Okay. The yeah. picture is really fucking weird. It's very Days of the New. It reminded me of <laughs> Days of the New. I- I'll play it. Um, just, just glaring at the camera. Yeah. See, I just did it there too, but. We gotta. I'm gonna play this, and then we're gonna do like a mental reboot to get to all the notes. But I wanted to, because also another athlete dropped a record, a mixtape yesterday. I didn't see it. Um, you would not be able to guess it. He plays basketball. Miles Bridges. Are you a fan? There's a lot of Bridges in the league right now. He's good though. Which team is he on? I think he's on. Oh, I can look it up. Are you sure it's Miles? Yeah. Not Michael. Nope, Miles Bridges. He's from Flint, Michigan. Oof, they have dirty water. They do. They don't love that dirty water. <laughs> That's there. He's on the Hornets, our favorite team. Okay. My favorite Bridges is Mikal on, on the Suns. Oh, there's an ad. All right, so I'm going to play this Trevor Bauer song. Are you going to mute the other song? I am. Okay. It's called Bye. Producing. Bye, Riz. <laughs> we got commercials. Maybe I'll pay for the... Oh, this is... This is like the real version. Is are both of those? No, guys the ones. Hello, you're an angel. Whoa, and I love you so. Across time and space, I will never feel alone. Oh, why would you go for that note if you couldn't hit it? There's a lot of questions here. This is some Trump level confidence. It is. It's white guy confidence. With love flew across time and space. Never a place where we share. My life turned to grace. Home base was in your arms. Was bad, right? Race. No battle of words and thrones. So, I think we can all agree it's bad. That's off. <laughs> this might be one of the biggest talent in their field to so trying something ratio off. Like the scale, he's he's one of the best pitchers in the game. But he's a tryhard, though. He's a tryhard. Like, he didn't have he? that much talent. He's like 27. 
So this would have been before he had a contract. No, this is from 2015. You told me 10 years ago. It's 2025, baby. <laughs> the, the thing... This part's good, actually. So we'll play a little Miles Bridges because I want you to tell me what you think of this. Oh, God. RMB. This is new to me. Okay, hold on one sec. Um, so after I play this, we'll... Uh, reboot get to some audience feedback get to some of our news stories this might be the first time in about a six weeks where the news stories that we wanted to do at the beginning of the week kind of stayed fresh yeah because trump's um, gone so there's yeah. nothing crazy happening all right just a lot of bernie memes <sighs> a lot of bernie memes mm-hmm. but also not enough bernie memes what was your just favorite one <sighs> i don't know it's <laughs> tough to pick I like the Probably, clerk. I like the clerk's one. Clerk's one was good. Might be um, him as the fly on Mike Pence. It's a good one. Mm. I liked. Did you see the one of him in front of Video Extra? No. Yeah. Did you see that one? That was in our text thread. Oh, was it? Yeah, Donley did it. Oh, it's been everywhere though. Oh, really? Yeah, my mother saw it. She's like, "That's funny." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jane." She, I don't know why. I mean, it is hyper specific do you know where it is video extra on 44 yes. yes i do yeah i've i know somebody that actually made a purchase there scott knows I, them too i think every guy i went to high school with when they turned 18 went i've never and, been in there never nope no. we know somebody who you know as well we won't name them and i have not seen this person since high school but they bought how would you describe this if you're going to keep it I want, I'm going to leave it up to you. <laughs> I know them, and yet you haven't seen them since high school? I have not seen them since the day I graduated high school. Scott has seen them. They'll never listen to this. You never know. He's um, in the, uh, the computer industry. Yeah, he makes microchips. No. <laughs> um, well, they bought a, well, I guess you can say sex toy. Mm-hmm. It was a molding. I think I can stop there. It was mm-hmm. a mold. And he bought it there, and he, I think, used it. He did. That might have been the day. What Was it like high school graduation? It was right around that week. That's how I celebrate high school, with a prosthetic yep. molding sex thing. I can't I can find... tell you some stories, but I won't. Can you tell me case... one? No. Okay. Do you want to guess who it was? We had this conversation. Off, off mic. Like, off mic. Six months ago. Uh, send Venmo me five bucks and I will <laughs> tell you this. That's a good way to get money. I can't find the Miles Bridges stuff. All right. I'm sure it's great. We're going to play it at some point. So we played Trump's final speech. Mm-hmm. I'd, been, I'd been to add last week that it was the last podcast of the Trump era. And I was remiss that I didn't. We podcasted it? for four years during yeah. the Trump era. <laughs> Felt like it. Uh yeah, I mean, I think it went out with a, the whimper it deserved. Thank Christ. Mm-hmm. Have a nice life. Have a nice life. There were no... I would have put the good money on an assassination, a thwarted assassination attempt. Yeah, they kind of blew on their load. On who? On Trump? A- no. no, on big Joe Biden. Yeah. Jumping Joe Biden. I would have gone for any elected official. Yeah. I, I was 50-50. Actually, I was probably like 55% that I somebody think- was going to try to get murdered a lot of the q community was thinking the same thing there was a lot of confusion amongst those are you on telegram this week no okay <laughs> they had their thing was i read some biden good... was going to get all or everyone's going to get arrested yeah on the steps right before the swearing in like they really believe that they thought and trump was going to storm the Capitol himself and i well, don't know tackle joe biden i don't know what they were thinking but. one thing i read was that this was as 
the inauguration was happening was that he becomes president at 12, right? It was like 11.50. But, but yeah. like, they were like, there's the 10-minute gap where there's no president or something, and the Q community was saying, this is, this is when it's going to happen. Yeah. Also, they were saying that Joe Biden is in cahoots with Trump hmm. to stop pedophilia. Sure. And Trump is actually Joe Biden. It's a face-off situation. I have heard that theory. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, th- I found that one to be especially creative. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't end. It's not going to end. No, they already have new stuff. Uh, Q has actually grown in the last week. Really? Mm-hmm. That's surprising. I was hoping they would dwindle after. No, Wednesday. it's getting more popular. Because I think people are looking Such for... Such a good letter. Q. Really took a took a good one from us, as we like to say in the letter <laughs> community. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I've known what Q is for about... When it first dropped, the idea of it, I definitely knew what it was. Yeah. the It felt like sprang out of fortune and just all this yeah. stuff back when... You realized how bad the internet actually was? I think two and a half years ago, I was doing a job for the company I work for. We were in a store in Wareham, Massachusetts. I was with another guy I work with, and we were hanging up wireless access points. The old WAP. Yep, the WAP. There was an old woman, probably in her late 70s, 80s, who was sitting in the waiting room while we were no doing WAP. this. She was not a WAP. She was a drat, a dop. All right, just continue <laughs> um, your story. <laughs> so my feet hurt right now. Ugh. I got to get comfortable. Yeah, Try to podcast as low as possible. So, We're already there. <laughs> so I don't know what was on the TV. It might have been CNN. And this old woman starts talking to the kid I work with. And all of a sudden, she's, I hear her say Q. This was two and a half years ago. It was already shortened to Q at that point. I th- was she British and standing in line? Yeah, I think you know what. Maybe that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was just waiting in line. Her car did have the steering wheel on the other side, Ooh. so that would have that did kind of make <laughs> sense. Um, but she was explaining to the kid I work with what QAnon is, and mm-hmm. I'm like, now this was very an extremely online thing that freaked me the fuck out when I heard it. I'm like, these people are real. And they're in Wareham. And then yeah. sent, and I, I told, I'm like, all right, well, we got to go. See you later, you old bag. Was she trying to rec- like recruit you guys to become I think it members? was more. I, I think it was more like, don't believe what you see on the news. Got this it. is what's really happening. I think she might have brought up JFK Jr., the, the most ludicrous yet interesting aspect of Q. I'm not familiar with all of it. Do you know what JFK Jr. was going to be? In October, he was going to be revealed as the vice presidential running mate. Okay. He's been, because he was friends with Trump, and uh, he, when he died in the plane crash, he's actually been in hiding. So he was going to help, you know, end pedophilia. We got one of the California Kennedys out here disparaging the vaccine, saying it killed Hank Aaron, et cetera. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Hammer and Hank. Rest in peace. Bad year for baseball. Mm -hmm. A lot of dead guys. So... All in all, that freaked me out about Q. I mean, I see, I've seen a few bumper stickers in the wild. At work, I saw someone in the parking lot with like a where we go, one we go all. That's their big slogan. I saw that, and it freaked me out. I mean, that it is crazy. You get freaked yeah. out a lot. I'm very freaked out. Um, I mean, do you know people in real life that are into it? Maybe one. <laughs> oh. I was going to say that same thing. <laughs> what did that one person do? Well, he doesn't listen, but... He uh, 
you can learn a lot from somebody by what they follow on Twitter. Yes, I, you can, I as I have found <laughs> out. I did. I investigated the one you told me about, and it was like... It's gotten worse since then. Uh, it's like just disturbing on a level that's like... I. You know they're just reinforcing their own awful echo chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you see someone like Dan Beningo, like you know that guy, the former Secret Service. State? See, I'm so in deep with it. Oh boy, I might. Yeah, be, he's what? What was his? He, um, he used to be a Secret a Service agent. I might be Z. Right, but no, he has a oh the walk away campaign was his thing. Oh, I think I don't remember the walk away campaign. I think that was his. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll turn Q. I don't know. Okay. Please don't. I'm looking for some some sort of outlet. <laughs> You've got it. Okay, it's I do here. <laughs> Um, so we did Trump's final speech. We did a little Amy man to get pumped up. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my own notes. Hold on. Let me go to the uh, show notes. So obviously like Monday morning you wake up and you're like, all right, well, you Martin know, Luther King day, Martin Luther King day. I maybe was at, Monday. What do you mean? Maybe Monday. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's one, one of the, the songs that we, it's one of the till Tuesday to. songs. Oh, all right. So, it's going well. All right. It is going well. <laughs> this is going very well. Joe the Pigeon. Emily, talk about Joe the Pigeon. From what I know, Joe the Pigeon was a carrier pigeon who flew from here to Australia, which was a marvelous feat. One of the best animal feats that I'm aware of. But he yeah. was riddled with disease, right? Well, that's Don't what be they so were mean. speculating. He didn't have like pigeon AIDS. They're speculating <laughs> that he was a COVID carrier as well as a carrier pigeon. Oof. What he was carrying was COVID. So people were saying, so they were going to kill him. That's very sad. But I hate to see animals in peril, even a pigeon. Me too. My mother saw a hawk killing a bunny at That's the beach. That's okay, though. I mean, it's tough to watch, but it's... We saw that in the backyard. This, uh... Really? Did the kids yeah, see it? Yeah, but the bunny got away. Yeah. Oh, you guys saw it? Yeah. Yeah, we were, just, we, we were hanging out outside. You were invited. Oh. But, uh... Yeah. When, when was this? Over the summer. Back oh, I thought Brooks... it was this week. No, no, no. Like, oh. At the Brooks Place house. I think I remember that. I'm like, that, dude... <laughs> I feel like there's been more text messaging issues with everybody I know this week. Save that for another podcast. Could be Q. Could be. I always have text messaging issues, so. Yeah. Well, you have Apple. Yeah. We're droid boys. Unfortunately. The dudes rock of OSs. <laughs> so, Joe the Pigeon, he's living. Yeah, which so is they, good. they pardoned him, right? In Australia, he got pardoned. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about this? Off of his head. A <laughs> You want it to be a real Australia's uh, very dumb strict and dumber ab- situation. Australia is very strict about these things. Yeah. Have you seen the Australian Open quarantine rules? No. Tell me about it. So they're getting ready to host the Australian Open. Everyone that was flying there had to take a test before they got on the plane. But then if you got on the plane and someone else on the plane tested positive, you are not allowed to leave your room for two weeks. If mm. anyone on the plane tested positive. So you can't go train at all. And tennis people are very much people of habit they're freaks so nature. they're just in the hallways like whacking balls down the hall and so Djokovic interesting phrasing yeah right? Djokovic <laughs> he was pissed he was but he also hosted his own super spreader events last year so no one's really given a shit what he says mm-hmm. but he's also tried to be kind of like the head union guy of union that doesn't exist so he's he submitted a list of requests to the head of the Australian tennis association and they were just like, oh, yeah, keep asking, buddy. And they didn't give them anything. And they're all just stuck there in a hotel waiting for the tournament to start. Now, where is he from? Like, what's his home country? Djokovic, Serbia. So I wonder what the rules are like in Serbia. 
because he's probably like the third most popular person yeah. in the country. Well, I'm thinking like America has no federal really anything with Not COVID. Yet. So no, Australia's been really clean. Like they don't have many cases at all. Same so. with New Zealand. So yeah. I mean, it's more of a reflection on hey, what well, because America botched it so bad. Anything is going to look, I guess, strict. So I'm sure Serbia. If you're Serbian and you listen to this show, no, all I the apologize. tennis people are complaining because if if you didn't have if you got there safely and clean and you didn't have a positive test anywhere associated with you you still couldn't do very much and the food sucks and you can't go anywhere and like you you aren't locked in your room but you're still confined to a very small space and they really could have confined joe the pigeon yeah (laughs) you're gonna give him a five-star hotel room i would have 12 by 12 cage it's called grace yeah okay Anyway, maybe. maybe Djokovic was just sick of koala burgers and he doesn't <laughs> kangaroo pie wallaby soup. He's had enough <laughs> kangaroo pie. <laughs> um, well, that's nice to know that Joe's going to live. I yeah. mean, you know, it's just funny that, uh, you know, it's a single pigeon. But my mother was going on a little one of her patented rants today about seagulls. And I was listening. A lot of gull rants. Yeah, a lot of gull. She was saying that seagulls get a bad rap, and I agreed with her. Mm-hmm. Parents have been asking a lot of questions about the podcast, and I think they're going to start listening, which Uh-oh. is, we don't want that. So we all. have to up the seagull talk? I, I think, think I'm fine with that if your parents <laughs> want to listen. I, they know you what I'm like. Worry. <laughs> I, I act the same way with my parents as I do with my friends. But I, the fact that this is on re- is actually like exists physically and it can be listened to again. That's what they won't like. So what they found out was that Tim was on the podcast, and that's when they said, maybe we'll give it a listen. I think they didn't realize he's been on a couple times. Yeah. So I I, I think they want to know what we're up to. <laughs> but, like, they, I mean, I, I'll talk the same way in conversation. And they'll be fine with it. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot more stuff on your walls talk on this podcast than I would assume you discuss with your parents. They've seen it. They know what the walls are like. Yeah, my dad always has imagine, a black light with them. Imagine the 17-year-old walls. Oh, my God. It looked like a haunted house with the lights out. <laughs> just dripping. It was. You know who would have loved it? The Coen brothers. Yeah. They absolutely they would have loved it. Um, I don't mean to get off topic. <laughs> this was on topic? <laughs> this is on topic. No country for old men. There's a puking scene in every Coen brothers movie, right? I don't know. It Did was on that checklist that I talked about last no week. No Country, okay. he kind of, uh, Josh Brolin's character, Luann. Lu- Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Weird that they use that name and then Lewin Davis. I thought that mm. was kind of like weird. a double L. They do. See, that's one of my ticks that I got to stop doing. Agreeing by just saying they do or yeah. Pat, you're fine. You're overthinking. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I'm very self. I want to get this to be, I'm trying to. You know, narrow down the scope of the podcast. I want to get it to be very prof- professional. I think we're getting there. But he pukes after he gets uh, he gets kind of like shot and he and he throws up and it doesn't really fit in the movie. Mm. I thought it's not after he sees a dead body, like inside one of the shootout places. No, it's when he's crossing the border into Mexico. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. When was the last time you watched it? Over the summer. What a picture. I haven't seen it since 2008. It's one of those movies that, I'll tell you why I never did a rewatch, is because it was co-opted by, like, frat culture. It's the same way, like, a Wolf of Wall Street, where it's, like, dormitories and college. Do you not feel the same way about Paul Thomas Anderson? 
I don't think the boys on Saturday night are all gathering around watching a uh, fucking Phantom Thread. If they are, that's pretty Boogie cool. Nights. But well, you're right. You know what? Thanks, Pat. Y- you are this right. The first time <laughs> no, right. but I mean, I don't think. I think if you asked a guy in college, a kid, and said, "Hey, we're gonna watch Wolf of Wall Street," like, "Yeah, good fellas." They're not saying casino. They're not saying the Irishman. But PTA, I don't think PTA, they know anything about it. Like my dad who watched No Country a couple weeks ago, he doesn't know the Coen brothers. Okay. Does your dad know the Coen brothers? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Does your dad know the Coen brothers? Probably not. He doesn't really like them. He was upset about Buster Scruggs because he loves Westerns, but then he found out it was Coen brothers and he was like, oh, I'm not going to like it, so I'm not going to huh. watch it. He didn't watch it? Mm-mm. It's so good. <laughs> I... uh on HBO Max, they have... Tom Waits? You couldn't even sell him? He likes Tom Waits? No, I like Tom Waits. Oh. We could to get your dad on the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I want to hear his takes. Be- I tried to describe what a meme was to my dad the other day, and it just... My dad said the word meme today in a sentence. Yeah, my dad... Correctly. Well, Bernie is now... Everyone knows yeah, about memes. that's true. And so my dad was like, what is a meme anyway? I said, you're looking at it. I mean, what more do you need to <laughs> how do? How would you describe a meme, though? How did I describe it to him? I don't. I don't even know what I said. It's like a you take a a picture of something and then you put a funny like phrase over it. <laughs> trying to translate to a a dad. I think that I'd love to look at our uh, Google email history because we both probably knew what a meme was, but we had never kind of gone back and forth like of like, hey, check this meme out. I hate the word. It doesn't make any sense. I hate it. Yeah. Our friend Tony. Uh, he and him and memes is is a funny thing because he can't pronounce it. He does. He'll try to make his own. But my dad <laughs> I was would like, not like to see Tony's memes. <laughs> no, my dad was like, yeah, did you see those Bernie memes? And I'm like, I almost blacked out in a way that was like, I'm, like <laughs> where, where did time go? Yeah. Like, why does my dad know what a meme is? Thanks to Bernie. And I'm like, dude, what other memes do you like that? My mother <laughs> talked to me about TikTok and like the sea shanty thing on TikTok. Have you seen that? No. Have you seen that? Yeah. My mother was talking to me about that today. Wow. This was all in one day. Big day for the McDonough's. <laughs> I mean, the, the sea shanty thing is, I don't get it. My mom's like, they're singing it. I'm like, they're not singing it. They're lip syncing it. Right. There's a movie on Netflix called Fisherman's Friends that mm-hmm. I watched it came out in 2019. I watched it this morning. It's about... Sea shanties? It's a true story. Yeah. It's about a group. They're pretty popular in England, and they uh, sing sea shanties, and it's how they were discovered. I do not recommend it. It's not bad. It's too wholesome for you guys. Too wholesome for me? I think so. We both watched The Octopus Teacher. I will not watch that. I love a wholesome story. It's too wholesome. There's no conflict. Emily is a guest. Do you even know me? I do. <laughs> I don't know. It's too maybe it's too wholesome for me to I feel maybe it's like reverse. Just, no, I no. think you don't want to recommend it because it's so wholesome that I'll watch it and say, "Oh, Pat likes this." <laughs> that yeah, that might be that's it. That's mostly it. <laughs> I mean, you can watch it if you want. It's uh, the tru- Emily, you have permission. <laughs> oh no. Uh, this is going to come off very badly. Um I really want to find that Miles Bridges song. I'll find it soon. All but, right, uh, let's get to the agenda. Okay. So, we- <laughs> so um New Radicals, who mm-hmm. we all love. Re- Talk about re- one-hit wonders. One-hit wonders, but like, I was thinking about one-hit wonders. and No one else knows what we're talking about with the one-hit wonders reference here. Oh, yeah. We didn't really talk about what, 
why we're talking about one hit wonders. Can you remind me? Yeah, so I had the idea a while back to for one of our episodes to take a one hit wonder, a and, song that everyone yeah. knows, and investigate the album that it originated from mm-hmm. a little bit further. So that's what we did today with Till Tuesday, the band and the song Voices Carry and the album Voices Carry. Yeah, and Amy Mann is very popular. She's yeah. popular in indie circles, she's popular in uh, sketch comedy. Yep. Do you watch that? What's that stupid show? Portlandia? No. She was in that. She was in Portlandia. The one with Scott Ackerman. Comedy, comedy Bang Bang. Bang. Oh, yeah. no, I don't watch I think that. she might have been on that, but she's, I think, been on the rate the, the podcast they have. She has her own podcast. She did an album with Ted Leo, which didn't get good reviews. I didn't listen to it. She's Sean Penn's sister-in-law. She's married to Michael Penn, mm-hmm. who we all love Michael Penn. I, I guess he's a musician. I didn't you know. Ne- I think you would know. What do you want us to ch- talk about your new radicals well, before you switch the subject? <laughs> well, so right after we had the one hit wonder agreement to have this for the podcast, the next day the news breaks. New radicals are getting back together just for the inauguration. Mm-hmm. That was so. Do you know why? No. no. You have no idea. Mm-mm. This was Bo Biden's favorite song, and Aww. him and Joe bonded over it. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a good tune. It's a good one. It is wonder. a good song. And I, I like the lyrics. I like that part about Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I think that part's funny. And it like still holds up in a way because it doesn't sound dated. I, I don't know. It's a cool song. I can't name another new Rackle song. Yeah. Maybe we should have done their album. I don't think I could have. Well, you know what? Let's do it right now. Ready? I'm going to play their second most popular song. It's called Someday We'll Know. Someday we'll know the second single, single from the New Radicals. No, this is, doesn't have the beat, and it's not upbeat enough. It's too wholesome for you. It is. <laughs> See, every week I say one thing that gets <laughs> taken way out of context. Lucky. <laughs> hey, I've had, we've had strangers listen to this, and they're fine with it. Um, we got a couple, I guess. Somebody requested Amanda. She's mm-hmm. a listener. I don't think she would mind me saying this. Uh, I don't think so. She said she would like a playlist that she can listen along with. So that's a great idea. The only reason we don't do it, it's pure laziness. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we get. And I mean, laziness and procrastination, if I can be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's fair. We're not that well organized or yeah, we can put a little more effort in yeah but i do, think do a little more social media presence th- with information about what's actually yeah. happening i think because of i mean it, this is so stupid to say and i'm like embarrassed but like the last two months of between the election and all that like i was very distracted mm-hmm. now and exhausted it mentally exhausted yeah and world weary <clears throat> I don't want to say that like I was consumed with it, but like a lot of a lot of doom scrolling, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. I canceled my Washington Post subscription this week. That you subscribe to for a dollar? No, I yeah. Then I got charged fifteen. Oh, they charge you? Oh, yeah. You didn't update me I, on that. Did I tell you to sign up for it? You, yeah, you told us oh. on air. Oh my god. On Mike, I should say, not on air. I got this, scolded do, for that in the first episode. Oh, we do two <laughs> shows. We do three shows. Is off air. On mic and then on air. <laughs> and then there's a secret show me and Scott do through Not email. surprised. <laughs> uh, so I canceled my Daily Beast subscription. Hit oh, the bricks, Daily yeah. Beast. 
I like going to that site for news. People that are actually real quality uh, DSA members would probably say that I'm wasting my time with that news, but I don't know. I like the post. Whatever. So you canceled it, though. Canceled. Canceled. No more. Canceled post. Bezos, you can suck it. Um, (laughs) He owns the post. So, Amanda, we're going to make that playlist for you. I'm thinking that going forward, we'll do a kind of like an information drop on Mondays or Sunday night so people can have for Monday morning. I've been on a lot of podcasting forums slash Reddit things, and they always say, Consistent. We've been very consistent with our releases. I think the one thing you can say, whether we're ready or not, we do record. <laughs> Plow through. Unless I have a COVID scare. Yeah. That's I mean, the only every thing month that prevents a, it. That's pretty consistent, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can kind of... Every five weeks, Emily's going to bang out. It's. Uh, I guess you could say it's a real three-body problem. Where Ooh, you should say you know, that. My so father is going to reading it now. Anyway. Oh, so it's a that'll, whole McDonough family. Is Tim reading it, too? He should. He should. Well, um, oh, okay. Well, but that'll tie in nicely to uh, we'll do a book podcast and your dad can listen. Yeah. I'll I'll get him on for it. Okay. I was going to say to give people a little behind the curtains context. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We don't have like a an outline for episodes going forward. We record and then the episode ends and we say, "All right, what are we going to do for next week?" So it's very last minute. I think that in the research that I've done in podcasting and the ones I listen to, I listen to like four podcasts consistently. It's that you need one topic as a thread to keep the people doing it interested. Mm. The Unless topic, you're famous and then you can just do whatever you want. That's true. And that's when it sucks. I mean, Jeremy Renner had an app. He did. And that, that was, I think they're making a movie out of the app. I hope not. <laughs> so the, the, the topic keeps the hosts and the listeners, that's how you get them. But the tangents... And all the other stuff, that's what keeps people listening in my research. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you do a Marvel podcast about fucking Thor or whatever, like people, you're automatically going to, you're casting a wide net. Yeah. I don't know. The Thor net. Uh, for another I'm another listening day. to a Marvel podcast right now and What's, it's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't listen to any podcasts that are that hyper specific. I don't even know what podcast Scott's listen to, listen to at all. He doesn't listen to many. No, no time. No time. He's got a 30-second commute. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amanda, we're going to make that playlist. Uh, do Amanda, Barrica- thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. That we lo- I, 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 I'd say any po- if the audience tells us to do something, we, I think we have to do it. Okay. If the audience You're, says, hey, we want you this to... This is a bold thing to say. I think music-wise, we've kind of... We do do what the audience says to do. Yeah, we've honored that. Yeah, I mean... Taylor Swift drops another record this week. We will listen to it for the next. Like, <laughs> we we have one of the go to Taylor Swift podcasts. She might she might get inspired by the inauguration and just that would be that's going to be one fucking shitty album. <laughs> Did um, you see the Bernie meme with him on the cover of Folklore? I didn't, but I'm sure <laughs> Ooh, it fit fits perfectly. Good, yeah. <laughs> the gloves was a very sweet. The mittens that was a very sweet story. Yes, it was. Poor teacher. She just wants to grade her papers. <laughs> She's getting overwhelmed with emails. Mitten requests. Uh, I mean, so I saw a thing that said that is toxic masculinity was how Bernie acted at the inauguration. This was a very bad take from a, some That's feminist a Twitter. Take. They were saying that, that like, because he didn't look like he didn't want to be there. So, like, the, this is, like, backlash against Bernie bros. So the woman was saying on Twitter, like, this is bad. Like, Bernie, you might not be enjoying yourself. You can at least pretend women do it all the time. What a terrible take. That's a really Yeesh. bad take. It's a really bad take. That's like, I'll never forgive 
Gloria Steinem for when she when back in the 2000 when did Trump win 16 2016 so, the, so those primaries and Bernie and Hillary were running against each other and she was obviously pushing for Hillary and some interviewer asked her well why do you think so many young women are interested in Bernie Sanders and she said well it's where the young men are it's uh. a bad look I mean, it is a bad look. She she apologized for it, but still. I will say this. The thread between Bernie, Bernie fans, and toxic masculinity is a lot thinner than the thread between Bernie hate and anti-Semitism. Because his gruff exterior, the way he talks, I mean, it's pretty, people don't like it. Remember how he was talking to Liz Warren? After one of the debates, it looked mm-hmm. like they were like arguing. Well, you know, he's just, that's how he talks. That's just who yeah. he is. So we miss you, Bernie. We love you. Get well soon. We miss you. <laughs> oh, I thought he died. <laughs> um, so what were we talking about? All right. I don't know where we got oh, off on that. More but- feedback. Someone on Reddit said they love the way the pod sounds. Good. And we, you know, they said helping parents with technology is a quick path to alcoholism. I don't remember what we were talking about. Yeah. We were talking about tech stuff and you were trying to help your Oh, Christmas. You were trying to help your parents do a Zoom call or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. God fucking Christ. They and won't Scott gave to... you a hard time because you are an IT person, yeah, technically. I'm so. an IT person. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> asked me one IT question in like five years. This is my sixth year at my job. Scott's an IT guy at heart, though, too. So he doesn't, he wouldn't really I think ask Scott's a directions questions. guy at heart. You're good at reading yeah, directions. Yeah, I can follow. Are you good at IT? Some stuff, yeah. Really, it's just basic internet usage. I mean, Scott set up a mesh network in his house. I'm not saying that's difficult, but it is can be intimidating. The most difficult thing I've done is configuring Plex to get to outside sources. What a pain in the ass. All for you, you assholes. Was that with port forwarding? A little bit. I fuck around with it. But that. see, like that port forwarding, you don't need that podcast. anymore. Like you needed that 10 years ago to play like, to use like SoulSeek to download yeah. music. One thing I want to do as a cool bit would be to like go through like Kazaa and Soulseek to remember like the way they would label music. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like I thought of one today. It was uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was, I don't know whatever. But like it was so. I glad. still have the majority of my Napster. That's amazing. Uh, Can you take tracks. a screenshot and just add it to the next week's playlist? All well, right. it's all. But I've moved my library from my hard drive to Google Play to now it's on YouTube Music. And it's just sitting there and taking up gigs of space. I can't part with it. That's can't do it. We call that I listened dig- to the damn personals on it yesterday. They're not on Spotify enough. No. They, uh, I love that album. It's really good. Great band. You would have loved them. You would have loved them. So, do Barracuda 249 at Reddit. Thank you. We got some good feedback this week. I was really pumped on Monday reading the good feedback. That's good. Yeah, we'll just read all our accolades right now. It's like a real Trumpian <laughs> thing to do. Um, did you guys, how did you feel about the uh, the pardons and the clemency? Was that exciting for you? Wheezy F baby? It's horrible. Could have been a lot worse. Could it have been? I didn't dive into it at all. I didn't want to know. Just... He pardoned a drug dealer that, uh, it was one of the, like, the last minute ones that was really bad. So bad that I couldn't read about it. Steve Bannon. I mean, okay, you're one of the other guys on that lawsuit. You're like, Steve Bannon's not a defendant anymore. <laughs> How many people? It was like 78 people or I something, it was 150. right? Obama pardoned like over 200. On his last day of presidency? I think Clinton. That's had, when everyone does it. It's not uncommon what he did. 
but just the quality to pay of the people. For, yeah, <laughs> and the pay for play aspect of it. The idea is that you would provide Clement, like Little Wayne, like that makes sense in a way. What's he need a pardon for? Federal gun charges. Huh. Kodak Black got pardoned. Yeah. Now you is love that the Cardi B song? No. Bodak Yellow oh. is he Cardi can't oh, I don't want to get into it. She can't <laughs> say the letter um she can't See? say yeah cuz the bloods and crips. Okay. But her name's Cardi so like I was going to say Bardi Key Bardi Yeah, so Young Thug had a record called The Barter 6 because he can't say C. Car it was an ode to the Carter. We'll do a big rap hmm. episode All right. but Emily, watch Insecure. You'll get updated. I really yeah. like that Blood or Crip guy, whichever one. Remember in the beginning, the first season? Yeah. He's always messing around. You would love Insecure. I know. It's just a matter of time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so much. Uh, sometimes you got to watch 50 hours of Marvel. That's oh, right. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, did you get any feedback from uh, the WandaVision talk? I didn't really. Not yet. No. Not, no did not you watch yet. the new episode? No. Is God. it bad? No, it's not bad. Okay. Just watch it, Pat. No, it's not minutes. happening. It's really brief. We'll uh, we'll get Tim back on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll let it breathe a little bit. We had uh, I had this was three Bra- hours of week, Magnolia to watch. So. This week was a Brady Bunch episode. Okay. That's I, I don't even know what that means. Each okay. episode, they're sort of uh, paying homage to like a TV classic. What you know, Marvel already is problematic in terms of as a creative and as. I guess you could say art. Mm-hmm. But then you suck in nostalgia too. It's a fucking recipe for That's they're, what No, they're mixing it up for like the first time. They're actually mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, they're mixing okay. up the format. Okay. It's been the same formula for what 10 years. All right, I'm getting pissed. I'm getting really <laughs> I know, pissed. I see you steamed over there. <laughs> uh a little hey jealousy. Wow, gin blossoms? How'd they make it on here? I don't know. I got I went from semi-sonic to gin blossoms. <laughs> I I like music in the background. Yeah. But I don't know how it translates to people actually listening, but let us know. Some dude stole a million dollars from Kroger. I think that's pretty cool. In a week? In a week. Two, two, two weeks. weeks, yeah. False returns. That's a exciting. Nineteen year old kid? Yeah. But one was it for eighty seven thousand dollars? Why is Kroger software allowing an eighty seven thousand dollar credit card return? Card to be scanned or something. That's weird. The whole thing's a little Scott, weird. You were in Good the for industry. him. He tried. Yeah. Yeah, I had, you know, 20, 30 grand in cash on me. I'm sure you think about it. Do you think Scott... I don't know about a million, though. ...wants to do that at his job? No. Okay. He's got no. it He's got it made pretty good right now. I am personally responsible. Yeah. Okay. Like, I... I, I, I for I, millions I, you know, of dollars. I'm, I'm bonded, so... Oh. Yeah. You shouldn't be bonded, is what I <laughs> say. Uh, do you want to talk... Do you want to take a quick break and then talk about magnolia let's talk about amy ma'am we can tie it all together okay we'll tie it all together so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back we're back are we're we very much back we're definitely back another classic blunder <laughs> that we- we're not gonna talk about no we're talking about it <laughs> To see, I'm, I have a lot of hats right now. I'm producer. Yeah. I'm executive producer. Oh. I'm the host. You're the computer manning guy. What did we? we get, what did we? What did we talk about? Besides, we just, just talk, now. We talked about Amy Mann till Tuesday. Talked about live. You guys talked about some other band I'd never heard of. 
6L6. Oh, well, 6L6 you know what? lost maybe to the ether. Maybe that's good that we, <laughs> for the didn't, best. we didn't talk about maybe that. We'll fill in with Tree or Sam Black instead. I think we lost about six minutes, but we were oh, getting... Oh, Pat it. was giving us credit for like our brain power. It's too <laughs> bad that's not on air. I did do my uh, once a year Did brain... I say Pat? I meant Scott. <laughs> Scott asked... Uh, all right, so why don't you... Let's start... Let's start with what Scott said. See if you can say this naturally, because <laughs> it was a good question. What the Magnolia thing? You were the wondering Amy Mann, how Magnolia. we how we threaded okay. Amy Mann to Magnolia. So last week, after the show, when we're talking about till Tuesday, and all, and immediately you just go, "Oh well, we got to watch Magnolia then." And then I said, "This was what we lost," but and we're always got PTA Coen Brothers on the brain. Unfortunately, PTA. Yes, I know <laughs> it, uh, it does. I'm glad that these powerful men are having their reckoning. Mm. Is PTA having his reckoning? Yeah. Fiona Apple? He's got a new movie coming out in a few months. Everyone's very excited. What, which, what's that one about? I have no idea. Oh. Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom Boys Part 2. It's a Coen Brothers. Uh, is it really called Soggy Bottom? It's the working title. Huh. Mm. We talked about this. I sent no, my we didn't. Mary Berry meme. I don't... Anyway. Must be the other, the fourth show we did. So, <laughs> and I was saying that the first and right, only time so I saw right, Magnolia. We, we can't just keep saying. All right, and then, then I said this. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, well, okay. All right, Scott. Or- organic conversation. Well, okay. So I. Jeez, critical. <laughs> Amy Mann to me is a very well-respected person in multi mm-hmm. comedy improv. Uh, Till Tuesday is how she got famous, but I mean Magnolia is the most well-known thing she's done. When I hear the song Voices Carry, I don't know why my brain goes to, I don't know, sing along, wise up, but it just did. So I, I thought it made perfect sense to watch Magnolia. Plus, you guys yeah. hadn't seen it in a long time. I'd never seen it. It was um, the last of my PTA movies. Wow. You had never seen it? No. Interesting. Now, I had said that me and my dad would watch the prosthetic double feature <laughs> where... We both stare at. Mark Notice how Wahlberg. you don't get the criticism that I get, I but it's like- fine. <laughs> well, Scott, Scott's trying to. He he knows that this thing's about to blow up, and he wants to make mm. sure that when they people Let's go keep back it tight, that's not the point. <laughs> um, what? So you just we we all we also were talking about how reprehensible a character Frank T J Mackey was, and Scott yeah. was making a very good point that I would like to make him. I want you to make again. Let me check. We're recording. We are go off, King. No. Um, <laughs> so we're watching Magnolia. Frank Mackey, piece of shit. Right, mm-hmm. Emily? Yes. You really hated him? Yeah. Is it, there any redeemable quality to him? I thought he, when he was... It's when he's talking to his dad. And, you realize and calling that, him a cocksucker and a prick. and Yeah, how much... He, yeah, Whoa. but he, his dad fucked him over, though. What did his dad do exactly to fuck him over? I don't remember. It was pretty late at night when I watched it. It wasn't clear at all. He made. I read an article that said he abandoned him, but it's not clear in the movie. He abandoned his boy. Oh no, <laughs> he abandoned his boy. That's a there will be or blood. Or he was reference. not kind to his mother when she was dying, or something. What was his mother's job? Oh yeah, he left. Librarian. It. She was a librarian. Well, that was made up though. Oh, um, that was the made up story. Damn it! No, uh, he, his dad was busy working while his mom was dying. Yeah. And he was like eight and he just had to watch his mom die alone. And then he just like took him away after. Yeah. Sad. So that obviously influences his whole life view towards women, towards how his, and his dad was a womanizer too. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
what a shitty character the dad was. Yeah. Everything about him sucked. Yeah. Just yeah. laying there in bed. And Philip Get Seymour up. Hoffman's falling for him. He was dying. <laughs> <laughs> was Philip Seymour Hoffman falling for him? Yeah, he loved him. Yeah. He wasn't falling for him, but he, he developed not, a... Not in like a crush way, but yeah. like a... He developed a relationship with him, caretaking for I him. I did want to dive a little more... Not here. I wanted the movie to dive into Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. It was a great. It was a great. And whether he like did this with all of his clients, that like would have been a good it, little. If uh, that was a thing where he just constantly like kind of not fell in love with, but got so empathetic that he just felt mm-hmm. like he was part of the family and just helped these people die. What uh, anyway, you- uh, Frank Mackey. So he's a piece of shit towards women. He loves his cock, mm-hmm. and. He's, he's got this, so for he's, the people who haven't seen the movie, he has this business called Seduce and Destroy, where he basically offers these seminars to men to, like, conquer women. It's like a pickup artist yes. combined with motivational speaking. Yeah. And so every time he's talking to a woman, he's just sizing her up, trying to figure out how he can get her into bed, mm-hmm. and he's trying to teach other guys to do the same thing. But he's also taking advantage of all these guys. as He's taking all of their money. Mm-hmm. He... When he's in the conference, he empathizes with them. He says, oh, you're just like me. This is all you have to do. And so he, he plays both sides of the coin. And I think it's clear when he's in the interview with Gwen, Gwenadine, maybe? Guinevere. Guinevere. That he can't really turn it off, even if he wants to. So he's definitely an asshole all the way through. But there's, a, you know, there's two sides to him, too. I thought it was pretty telling when the camera wasn't rolling. And he was like, I'm giving, I'm throwing out pearls. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a good, but it also, you know, Tom Cruise, is he acting? I don't know. NAR to quote binge mode. No acting required. I think he's, he's, it seems like that's that's how he is in his real life. I don't know if that's how he is, but like that was his id coming out and his full, just like, I'm going to be Tom Cruise. This was just after what movie? Eyes Wide Shut. It was Eyes Wide Shut. Which was panned. I have not. That would be worthy of a rewatch. I watched um, that recently, too. How'd you like it? Fucking weird. It's bizarre. Hmm. Um, there's definitely funny levels to it that you don't get on a first watch, so I don't... Me? I don't Patrick? No, 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 no. The Royal. Because okay. you know me. Yeah. I don't get a lot of stuff. Because it really isn't... It doesn't come off as funny, but then I think when you look back at it, he's really out of his element the whole time. He's just kind of hanging in there, like, what's going on, and all this shit's happening. Maybe I'll try to kick that out this week. It's another long movie, though. Uh, we could have a Kubrick week. Kubrick week. Kubrick. <laughs> now, Brick, Brick the Crew. Magnolia, at the time, was thought of as this, like, way too big of a movie. I think, I say this a lot, it's one of my go-to sort of phrases, is that the tone of it was very strange. Why? What's strange about the tone? Because To me, the acting never quite... Okay, you start the movie with that weird voice, not weird voiceover, but Ricky Jay, he's a very famous comedian, I'm sorry, magician, did the voiceover. And it was like very 90s because people were really into like urban legends and urban myths and the Darwin Awards were big, which was like those awards they would give out like, oh, a guy killed himself like climbing a 50-foot ladder and fell off, like people doing stupid, like I don't know what the point of those coincidences in the beginning was it's uh, there's a lot to it um you did some a lot of background research on the film i read one sentence article oh um do you know what number keeps showing up over and over 82 
82. Hmm. Do you know what 82 is? Bible verse. No. Well, yeah, okay. Which? What's the verse? Exodus. It's when the Pharaoh is threatening Egypt and the frogs come raining down. Okay. So 82 is threaded in, like, the first temperature thing is 82 degrees. Oh. Um, when the, in that opening scene, there's a pic uh, of the guy that's going to jump off the roof. There's a couple of ropes on the roof tied next to him in, like, an 82. Interesting. And kind so of a, It shows up over and over again. A little on the nose, but mm-hmm. that's what I never P- noticed it. That's what PTA was going for. I don't know how... Boogie Nights, to me, was a very... He, lo- he loved porn. He wanted to make a porn movie. Don't we all? I did that. Uh, Emily sent an article today about PTA having David Foster Wallace as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And in it, David Foster Wallace says, ah, I would love to have made that movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever read Big Red Sun? No. The, when he goes to the porn awards? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I did. I mean, yeah. David Foster Wallace. He's like the... He's a dude. He's a dude, and he's he's sort of the uh, the every history, dude's dude. Yeah, I mean, history really hasn't been too kind to him, but eh, ebbs and flows. See, it's weird about PTA is that he gets a big idea and he's not going to deviate from it, and he gets a proverbial blank check from the studios to make something. I, I just think that nobody told him no with this movie. It's just a strange. No, they little... didn't, and he admitted that. Yeah. He, he, I think he, he lorded said on, it over the studio. I think it was the Mark Maron podcast. I didn't listen to it, but I read about it where he said that he does regret not taking advice to, to edit this movie down. I mean, they would have if somebody could get their hands on this, they would have changed a lot. I mean, it, it needs to be an hour shorter. Yeah, it's over three hours long. You could do it. Still kind of works. I don't know. I think I, it still kind of works. It's definitely enjoyable. I mean, the characters are so good. I mean, Quiz Kid Donnie Smith. It's a great character. There's so many plots. Yeah, you know, and he wanted to let each one have its own breath. I, I think that uh, the the stuff with the what's the the modern quiz kid? Yeah, stuff Stanley. Stanley is too sad for me. Yeah, I felt I really agree. bad. Like in the way that the the producer of the show treated him when he showed up to the studio was like, so that's how you brain works is that you you get in you hear people talk about <laughs> stuff and like you get into it. I'm just like, what a dismissive thing to say. So you were talking about the tone of the movie being off. Okay, this movie like isn't really very funny to me. No, Boogie Nights is a very funny movie, but also it's Boogie Nights. It it's a great movie. Yeah, and you know it's kind of like how movie Goodfellas. Would you say it's a comedy? No, but it's like no, a hilarious movie. Yeah. The but, only funny thing in this movie, I think, was here he is, Donnie, when he's like staring at the bartender with the braces, and that just, was <laughs> that, that was, was pretty I think bad. the only time I laughed. And he's going like this. With the, he's like touching his teeth. <laughs> yeah. I felt very... John, John C. Riley going beta in front of Claudia is pretty funny. When he's rec- he's watching the Today Show in the beginning and he's laughing at it, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so cringy <laughs> to be like enjoying the Today Show without irony. So aside from the Amy Mann music, which I thought was very well used, I did not like the way that they used music in this movie. Like there's like... 40 minutes in the middle where the score is playing and it's it makes it seem like it's building it's up too big. to something. It's way too big. It's way too big. And it's it goes on for way too long. And it's it like, drowns out some of the the voices, the audio, so you mm-hmm. can't really hear what they're saying, which is probably intentional. But this was a movie that you need to watch with subtitles 
especially the end with John C. Riley talking to Claudia because the Amy Mann song is playing. You can't hear what he's saying. You have to have the subtitles on. You can hear him. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't particularly like the way hey, the music was nobody, used. There was no editor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think it was weird how, not weird, but like Claudia is like addicted to cocaine and it's like a crisis level thing. I mean, it's very obvious, and he doesn't even have a clue. Yeah, the cop. No, he just doesn't care. He's he wants somebody to. He wants to be able to take care of somebody. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, this is the you see people the hated this part. They didn't. They didn't get this part either. Well, it's pretty weird, and he really just got it from um, some article he had been reading about. I forget the details on it, but he—it was just something he had been reading, and he basically just lifted the idea from that. It's cool. I like that. It's I mean, a real it does, thing that happens. Yeah, it has to do with the wind and yeah. stuff like that. Did you know that "Wise Up" is not originally for this movie? No. Well, I, had I heard did. that. I read about it. <laughs> See, that's how you try to do it. If Wise you Up. Let's. Uh, great song. Yeah. Do, do you think you would casually listen to these songs again? I don't know. I I don't notice music during movies enough. This was like, even ve- when they're shoved in your face and even, the entire yeah. cast is singing them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't you know, quite. What I were they doing? It. Was that, that music? <laughs> so that must be music. Is that what you <laughs> stare at it? Um, it? This was a very ni- late 90s thing, too. Singer-songwriter. It reminds me of Elliot Smith and Google Hunting. Yeah. Um, where so Wise Up was written for Jerry Maguire. For Jerry Maguire. We'll, we'll play uh, Save Me after, and we'll talk about that one. But I already played a little Save Me, but can't ever have but, uh, too much so he hadn't even heard that song before the movie was finished shooting like he was still editing it and coming up and he heard it he's mm-hmm. like i gotta i gotta get this in there do you think he was trying to get with amy man i don't know Wouldn't blame him seems like was. he's probably always trying to get with somebody <laughs> yeah i feel still feel bad for fiona how do you think the maya rudolph marriage works i don't Are know they married they are right I don't. We have to check this out. I mean, we can't. This is news to me if they are. PTA Maya. If I, if you're wrong, Scott, this is. Uh, they've been together since 2001. Huh. They have four children. Wow, that's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. I like Maya Rudolph. I do too. Um. She dealt with this asshole for 20 I years. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, when you. Uh, as a woman like when you are you able to watch these movies and be like oh i can tell this guy like doesn't get women or i can tell what he's doing because that especially a movie that was made in 1999 Mm -hmm. yes the height of dudes like we talked about the height of dudes before we were recording this was when we first got here the other show we do um (laughs) this movie is like every female in it is hysterical (laughs) <laughs> I love, that's the only that's how and I wonder if that, that's how he sees women yeah that's how it is in Boogie Nights too yeah. I mean Julianne Moore <laughs> plays the same character in Boogie Nights she does do it in other movies too that mm-hmm. aren't PTA movies she loves she's a very good hysterical actress she doesn't really get much you don't really hear that name too often anymore well she did she win the Oscar for The Kids Are Alright I don't she know. was nominated you like that movie yeah great movie she's very hysterical on that as well yeah did you know amy mann was in the big lebowski no she's the one who gets her toe cut off oh wow hmm. interesting that was a year before this another dude's rock movie Wait, one of the best 
You just made a face. Because I oh, hit you... the mic with my okay. knuckle. That's all right. Ashamed of herself. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we get complimented on a lot is the quality of the audio on this podcast. So It's all you, buddy. Is it? I yeah. think it's all of us. It's these Amazon mics. Okay. <laughs> till Tuesday. Now, we're going to move on. Do you, do you have any oh, more thoughts? Oh, I just want to say, so yeah. Save Me was up for um, Best Original Song for an Oscar, but it lost to Phil Collins' Tarzan. Ugh. <laughs> Tough stuff. Terrible. Wise Up, the version... Sorry, go. No, I was going to say the Wise Up, the version from the movie, is not on Spotify. It's not? No. It's the one I played was a live one. It's not on the Magnolia soundtrack? No, it's blacked out. Huh. Yeah, so this was written for Magnolia. Was up for original song, Oscar. Lost it's a great song. To Phil Collins. So, Emily, yeah. how many PTA movies have you seen? Two? Two, Read yes. Read them off. So we've got There Will Be Blood. Never seen, seen it. I've seen it about maybe 15 to 18 times. <laughs> the Master, which I've tried to watch twice and have fallen asleep both ten, times. I've seen that about 10 to 12. It's your, is that one of your favorites, Pat? It's really good. It's definitely the best movie of the 2000 to 10 to 2020. Okay. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice is a tricky one. I've never rewatched it. I've, I've actually tried. Just, I've only seen the first two more than once. I've never seen any of these. The Did you read the book? No. God, no. Way too stupid. No, I didn't. Okay. You're not stupid. <laughs> uh, it's a, I, I think Inherent Vice, it's not, I don't know what services it's on. It's. It kind of was not my, streaming. My Plex. Well, I, I like, you know, sometimes your Plex needs to buffer. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie Nights, never saw it probably seen it 12 times it's great you've 12? never seen it no it's a really good i was movie. telling scott recently that it was one of these movies that every male in my life was telling me i needed to watch so i think i like put up a wall because of that i mean that'd be really annoying yeah. imagine if every woman i know was telling me to watch pride and prejudice okay <laughs> hard eight never saw it scott i've seen it once or twice it was it's a new i saw it re- within the last year yeah me too i liked it though uh Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it for like five minutes, and it's like the best role ever. I, I was telling you. Is he so, in every one except for? He's Phantom not in There Will Be Blood. He's not. He's not in. Uh, Much what role that would have been? <laughs> <laughs> he's not in Inherent Vice. And then we've got Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and Phantom Thread. I don't like Phantom Thread. Have you watched it again? Or not only once. Um, I've watched it. Adam Neiman said it's his favorite, which kind of blew me away. That's. It's just like it's a period piece, which is not my favorite. But it's also not a specific period. There's no time hmm. of well, it. It's not the future. I never knew it was a PTA movie. When I heard the name thrown about, I thought it was a superhero movie. Do you know what <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis's name in the movie is? I don't. It's Reynolds Woodcock. Why? Well, exactly why? You, PTA, exactly why you think? When PTA him was a D- kid. Him, no, him and DDL were texting back and forth, and DDL came up with it, and they both died laughing, and they said, "Let's go with it." It's a weird movie. The woman won the Oscar for it, right? I don't think so, but I don't know. Well, yeah. It's, I'd like for you to watch yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do. Phantom, this will be the we'll new Boogie Nights soon. The new Boogie Nights for twenty twenty one. You gotta watch this movie. He's a dressmaker. You'll love it. You're just getting pissed. I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah, that's the PTA. What else can we say about Magnolia? I think we covered. Yeah. I think we. I think we fucking did it with Magnolia. If you're a fan of the show, 
Uh, so yeah, I guess if you're a fan of this podcast, you know, watch your Coen Brothers, watch your fucking <laughs> PTA. PTA. Don't know how I got dragged into this. <laughs> Basically, it's I love Coen Brothers. But. Yeah, we you watch Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> Llewellyn, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, you know, rewatching No Country. I mean, Josh Brolin is so good in that, and yeah. I don't think he's a very good actor. It's really a, there's no music in the movie. There is none. That's what, I was going to say that when you were talking about Magnolia. Zero music. Tommy just, Lee Jones. Just sounds. Tommy Lee Jones is hilarious in it. Mm. Garrett Dillahunt. Yep. He is very funny in it as well. The uh, meek side meek sidekick. But he's, he's not stupid. Like, no. They're solving this crime or he, like. He, he just looks up, up. He looks up to Tommy Lee so much. Yeah, completely different. You wonder if that's what Tommy Lee was like when he was that young. Maybe Tommy Lee's like a good guy in it too. Like, hmm. I thought it was weird how he was like, he was a good police. It's a great part where he goes to his. Is that his uncle's house in the in the way out in the desert? And he's like, that, he's in a wheelchair, and he's like, "Can I get you a cup of coffee?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Is it fresh?" He's like, "I make a pot every week." I was like, that's funny. Fresh coffee <laughs> a week. Right, that was a bit in Magnolia, too. Oh, Fresh really? coffee. That's one, of, that's one of his trademarks. Maybe it is. Let's, uh, let's move to Tuesday. Folks, it's Tuesday. Um, now, Amy Mann, she, is she from Massachusetts? She's yes. from Virginia, but she went oh. to Berkeley really? for college. Yeah, so she moved here in college. She worked at the Newbury Comics in Government Center, I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, I think we've said that on four different podcast episodes that we talk about her working at Newbury Comics. It's the first time I'm hearing it. Oh, so. really? <laughs> yeah. um, if you transcribe the podcast, <laughs> I will give you $4 if you can find all of the clips. I think now, you just mentioned Newbury Comics in other ways. Trust me, if it was up to me, I'd have a Newbury Comics podcast. Still bitter they didn't hire me. Hey, fuck off, Newbury Comics. <laughs> Still mad that the guy at the Braintree one gave me shit one time, and then I go see... Uh, gangrene tribute show and he's playing guitar in one of the bands and i'm like what the fuck is going on here you've had and a tough I, life i have had a t- i have problems okay <laughs> white dude's burden i like to call it so yeah so born in virginia came to boston for college in 1978 and dropped out in 1983 to become a member of the band the young snakes that's a cool name yeah and the ep was bark along with the young snakes not a cool name i like it <laughs> Do you? Do snakes yeah. bark? Yeah, this band they do. Now, I think I probably I, I, I part part of the reason why I like to bring up these bands is so I can hear Scott's opinion where he has to do something for basically work. Like he has to listen to this, and I, it's not like I can recommend him. And he, if he says I'm not going to listen to it, well, I'm not going to have you record with us. So <laughs> there's been a lot you hold of hold all the cards. I'll play a little of the first track. Scott surprises us, I think, with his... I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was the actual song. Scott has surprised us with his opinions on everything. He Mm -hmm. seems to like a lot of what we listen to. Mm -hmm. But what didn't he like? Daniel Johnson. He didn't like Daniel Johnson. And I thought that... By the way, his birthday was yesterday. Oh. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. I had a Mountain Dew for him. (laughs) And then I... uh, Me and my dad went and flew a plane and I crashed him for this. Uh... I like Scott's opinion because it's usually very honest. He's not clouded by trying to be cool like me. Me, I'm always mm. trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. You definitely are. <laughs> what did you think of this record? It's very 80s. 
I and you know what? There's a place for it, but it was 30 years ago. Wow. 40 years ago? I'll give you 40. Um, <laughs> no, th- th- 1985. I don't think this is just a one-hit record. I I'll agree that. with that completely. I had never heard any of these other songs. But I like this. This is a good tune. I, like I think it's my favorite song on the album. It's got that Seinfeld bass in the beginning. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Sim? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear my Michael Richards impression? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, this record released on 420, 1985. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. If you could just read my notes. Hold on. What does that say, Emily? Released 42085. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys I like are one, what one brain. What program is that? It's just uh, Google Docs. You don't use Notepad? <laughs> no, I don't. He uses Google Spreadsheets. Very interesting choice. Now, if you were record executive... Do you know what it costs to have Microsoft Office? $100 I, a year. I know what it costs because I have to manage about 800 licenses of it. Hmm. But are you talking for business? No, personal. You do, for per, okay, for business, you do get these different tiers. Just, yeah. It's E1, E2, E3. Easy IT. Okay, uh, <laughs> so if you were record executive and someone put this in front of you, Scott, what would you say? This is more than a one-hit wonder? I'd blow my line and then I'd be like... <laughs> Oh, this is good shit. <laughs> I'll I'd, play with it. And I'd you give want. Voices Carry a, a big record contract. I, I think the picked, band was pushing for this song. To I be would the say single. this is very. This would be the single I would have chose. But the EP executive was uh, saying no. He wants Voices Carry. Surprising so. because Voices Carry is like not a single to me. It's different. I think it does stand out compared to all the other songs on the album. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna look very. F- we, we we already do now, but we're gonna look very fondly on the '80s as we go on. Yeah, the music wasn't that bad. I, I've always loved the '80s. This I don't know. I don't love it. It's fine. It, see, Amy, this Mann, music is just. It's all the. What are they saying? What are the lyrics? Vacuum? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, I feel like all the lyrics to these songs. If it was I called, mean, there it's. It's like new wave pop. Why don't you write a parody called Loving My Dyson? And it's about you vacuuming. Maybe. <laughs> Loving a vacuum. <laughs> what would it... That's very crass, but... I, I, I liked it. I mean, I she's mean, 21 writing all these songs. I'm not saying don't give her, her leeway. Her voice is incredible. She sounds great. Yeah. I think... What'd you say? Don't give her leeway? No, I don't know what I said. Oh. Imagine you're, you're driving home from your shift at Woolworths, right? <laughs> you had just made oh. out with the fry cook. That's my parents. Woolworths is <laughs> a department store. That's my parents <laughs> met. My dad was the fry cook. Okay, but not there is no fry cook at Woolworths. Yeah, they used to have a lunch counter. They did? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. my dad worked. And this song comes on. I don't know if I would have really dug this track back in the day, but Love in the Vacuum... I'm loving my vacuum. <laughs> Good suction. Did either of you watch the video for this? I've seen it a bunch. They filmed it no. at the Strand in Boston. It's supposed to be Carnegie Hall, but it was kind of a substitute. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, the song is about her like being annoyed by getting into a fight with her boyfriend. It's like a comp- pretty literal. Song. Who's in the band? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's he. Yes, she did date a band member, but there's no like confirmation that this song is about him or not. No, it's speculated, but there's no okay. confirmation. Scott, actually, what I also read was that this was written female to female perspective, but the record company said 
we got to make it more mainstream. So we want it to be a heterosexual couple. So, huh, that's weird. So what was it about? I guess we don't know. Same storyline, but female, female. Interesting. See, that's weird that they wouldn't. It, that seemed very 80s to me. That idea of no bisexuality. That's nah, 90s. Is it? 60s or 90s? 60s, 90s. Was the AIDS crisis? Yeah. I wanted to squash female all that. To female? <laughs> Come on. Um, you know who helped with the I AIDS had crisis? Some needles jokes. Yeah, I forget what they Let's were. Let's see it. Pull out your no, uh, got, notepad. I didn't write them down. I forgot how tre- <sighs> treacherous bringing up AIDS around you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it can be. I mean, just, yeah. but Scott's go-to thing <laughs> for years. <laughs> what was your favorite track off the record? Uh, this one is my favorite. Um, I did have a few others that I liked, but again, I have the problem where they remind me of so many other songs. So mm-hmm. I have a few callbacks, if you if you will. Give me give me a track. I could get used to this. I could get used to this. Hmm. Tell me if, if it reminds you of any did. song. I'm looking for it. Third song. Oh, I'm I'm playing the retrospective. My bad. I fucked up. You dumb bastard. She wants me. Alright. See, you said she, but it is he. I I'm just You're thinking of the original. I am. I'm very liberal. Pretty sweet guitar. Fucking bass lines. What, Ooh, what is I it? just heard it, Yeah. Too. What does it remind you of? Let's Dance, David Bowie. Yeah. I'm sure they were influenced by it. What year did Let's Dance come out? 83. Yeah. But she definitely, like, kind of takes it in a different direction. Yeah. She is playing the bass, too, so maybe... Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. She's very cool. She's a very cool cat. Are you a Ted Leo fan? Yeah. Did you ever hear the album she did with Ted Leo? I did not. Both? Look at you. Scott, he does the research. He does. Originally, hashtag both. Ah, glad they changed it. Yeah, it was like 2000. (laughs) Did you listen to it at all, Scott? No. Scott Pitchfork gave it a thrashing. I read it like 20 minutes ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Ted Leo, he was a real pharmacist? (laughs) I don't... The band is the pharmacist. When he gives the the joke, like, the look on your face, like, you act it out, which is what I like about it. You love it. I do. I've always loved it. mostly for you. So, uh, was he actually a... Did he... Did he have his license? <laughs> it's not Ted Leo the pharmacist. <laughs> I know, it's and. <laughs> Ted Leo the but, uh, pharmacist. That implies he's the head pharmacist. It's true. Now, Scott Maybe. has a very connection to a pharmacist. His sister-in-law, sister-in-law is a oh, pharmacist. Right. That's right. Now, Ted Leo wrote the song The Pharmacist by Hot Rod Circuit, right? You know no. That song? Okay. <laughs> How many more pharmacist bits That's can it. we get into this? God, these are for nobody. Um, Nobody will like these jokes. Let's right. see, what else you like the song? This song didn't do it for me. I didn't really like it. This, I mean, I, I you did, just said it was a Pat asked you what your favorite was. And no, you I said song. I didn't. I said voices After carry, voices and then carry. I said I have a, a number of songs that make me think of other mm-hmm. songs. Give me another one. Okay. Um, winning the war. Um, this gotta, is like an obvious one. You gotta tell me. I'm good at this, but not talking when, in your sleep. By the Romantics, 1983. I don't know also. if I know that song. You do. I'm just not going to sing it. If I sang it, you would know it. <laughs> I'm going to play it. So 
I was a Maybe Monday fan. I really like when a, a band named after a day of the week yeah. references two other days of the song. week. That is my like this one next to Maybe Monday. Yeah. That's the only other. That is a, I like that too. You're just like, oh, we're a days of the week band. <laughs> like, it's really always catchy. That'd be like if Tria had a song called like... They wow. do. They do. That's <laughs> true. That's why Scott loves uh, AIDS so much is because Tree had a song called Surf AIDS and it's been stuck in his head for 20 plus years. It's the most likely source. <laughs> you just, I mean, he could have liked that or Whales because they have a song called Whales with whale noises in it. Yeah. And, uh, and Yeah, he went for AIDS. So. The whale song's really bad. It might be the worst song. <laughs> it's so- want, the lyrics are, save the whales, whales are cool. Stay in school. Save the whales. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst song. Is it the worst song? Surf Aids is way better. We don't have to play it, Pat. I have to play whales. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a bad song. You want a bass line. <laughs> yeah. See, Scott doesn't like Till Tuesday bass lines, but this is more his speed. Oh, we got some whale noises. Pseudo whale noises. Isn't this like six minutes long, too? It's 3.13. They just all feel like six-minute long songs. My brain is 6.25. Mm. I kind (laughs) of like that one, though. (laughs) Is this bad to you? Fiona Apple is credited here. Yeah, this is bad to me. Whales are cool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't disagree with the message. They had a good message. They had yeah. a great message. Plan a tree or die. That was now, the name of the album. The lead singer is on Instagram. It's a little his, aggressive. His but... account is so like hashtag resistance nonsense. It's terrible. He might be listening. You never know. He might be. Where are we at lengthwise? Uh, we're over an hour. Okay. Um, what, what do you want to? What should we say about Miss Man? M- Miss I also liked uh, looking over my shoulder and Are you serious? Right. Again, I, th- I thought the album was, it definitely wasn't a one-hit wonder album. Well, like, okay. Why do you think it was, though? Like, no, they just, so Voices Carry got to number eight on the Billboard Top 100, and I think for it to be a hit, it has to be in the top ten, right? I don't know what your definitions and rules are here. I would I, say to be a hit. I googled. To be a, a, quote, hit, unquote, it has to hit the top ten on the Billboard charts. I would say, because if it's top ten on the Billboards, it's going to be top ten on MTV, probably. Yeah. So it's and gonna, actually, and the, the video was what made it so popular. Hmm. Take a song like Tainted Love. This is way better than that. Soft I sell. love Tainted Love. <laughs> I think this is way more listenable. I prefer the Marilyn Manson cover. Now, Never you like that it. song Tainted Blood, right? The AIDS, the AIDS <laughs> one? Is that yeah. what we're going yeah, for? Yeah, was. Okay. <laughs> See, I wanted the people to actually listen all the way through. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, see, this song is very timeless. Like, this could be covered today. This sounds like Passion Pit. Do you ever listen to Passion Pit? Uh, just I know their hits. Um, what's that other band that sounds like them? They did that song, MGMT. Kids. Yeah, MGMT. I always thought they were called Management. I think Me I did, too. I saw them live. Pretty good. But I saw them open for Paul McCartney. Really? Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, out of this world? I, I don't know. How How do you describe a Paul I've McCartney seen, show? I've never seen Paul McCartney. Always more of a Beach Boys fan. What's the deal with the, the, the uh, Beatles episode? 
we're doing. We, that Ho- hopefully, needs, it never happens. We need to discuss that. I off, was thinking Mike. about bringing it up. It is 100% going to happen. Oh, God. This is like, you're. if you don't like it, I'll be stunned. I but know. I can't, I don't know what to think. I understand all this. We have to wait for the, the dock. We yeah. talked about this. When's the dock come out? Okay. August. Oh, my God. Thank Christ. Unless, we'll be done unless and dusted. Peter Jazz is going to say, we're like, us. long gone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, God, if I we were like double listenership by August, I'd be like ecstatic. Peter Jackson might bless us early with it. Who knows? We'll see. No, they have Marvel shit out the ass. They're not going to waste any time. Oh, don't say it like that. <laughs> don't watch me bleed. I love the guitar in all these songs. Yeah, I don't know who the guitarist is. It might be her former boyfriend. See, you guys like this more than me. I listened to it like doing chores around the house and I was just, and then I like it, I don't know. I can look at it as like a historical document. Were you recreating like music videos? Yeah. Splashing water in your hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. My computer's slowing down. I had more fun listening to this than watching Magnolia. I will say that. Really? Yes. My computer is. This is sounding real good. It doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't. uh, it's the 2004 version. It doesn't like uh, my uh, all my windows I have open. All right, let me come on. I really want to play that Miles Bridges stuff. Well, we have to. We'll, we'll play it next week. I, it's it's good. That's the thing about the Miles Bridges. Okay, he's doing a style of rap that's pretty popular in Flint, Michigan, and I thought it was a good juxtaposition between, you know, Trevor Bauer or whatever the fuck that was. Bo- boiling <laughs> water on in the background. Yeah, it's a yeah. good joke. Thanks. Um, Mean-spirited, though. <laughs> Is it better than Damian Lillard's? Um, I didn't hate Damian Lillard's music. I, didn't, I only listened to, like, one track. But they said the... the Is Pitchfork, is Pitchfork associated with The Ringer at all? Not to my knowledge. Okay, because they, they said... Something. Ringer is Spotify now. All right. Pitchfork is Condé Nast. But anyway. So let's let's sum it all up. Because I can't, we can't record until Tuesday. We need to wrap this one up. (laughs) Um, Scott, maybe Monday. Maybe we can go until Monday. Today feels like a Sunday, doesn't it? It does. I think they'd say maybe Monday, maybe Sunday, maybe never. And that's what I'm going to have to tell Scott every time he tells me to watch something new. Now I'll just say those exactly. What are you watching right now? I just watched Bridgerton. How was it? I really liked it. I don't think either of you would care for it. So come on, it's no. I, uh, one I'm of my comfortable wo- saying that. One of my work compatriots, she didn't really like it. No, she, she only watched a little bit. Okay. Does she listen to the show? She no, has. I don't think so. It's not for her. I think it, she's busy. Uh, there was an article I read that they talked about a spy show, a Leclerc show. Le from Care. a couple of years ago. Lake Carre? Lake Carre. Jesus Christ. I'm not, okay? Leclerc. I'm not, yeah. Le- Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> was Eclair? <laughs> was I looking at the Dunkin' Donuts menu? Maybe. Lake Carre. <laughs> but it was a Lake Carre show with a. Little uh, Drummer Girl? Y- yeah. It's Did fucking you, great. Watch it. You watched it? Yes. He watches everything. I don't like when you watch something and I don't know about it. Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> um, who's uh, Florence, Miss Pugh. In the machine? Nope, no machines. And uh, there's a scars guard. Okay, that sounds good. It's, it is. It's really good. It, What's it on for Young platform? Young scars guard it's, it's or nowhere. old? Nowhere. Scars guard. 
uh, Young. It's not on. Alexander. It's nowhere. I thought it was on AMC. It was on AMC. No, it was on IFC. Sundance. Sundance. <laughs> <He just> is naming. <laughs> it was on the Sundance channel. My ears hurt. Is that true? Maybe yeah. it's true. Um, whatever it was, yeah, I watched it when it aired. Huh? And it was really good. Well, I'm almost done with season two of Lodge Forty Nine. Never heard of it. And it's based on. It's a. Uh, Jim Galvin is the writer, showrunner, whatever. It's kind of loose. He's really inspired by Pinchon, but it's not. He just, you know, crying of Lot 49. Mm-hmm. We've all read it. I have not. It. It's a good show. But second season, it, it's so much better than the first that, like, in good conscience, I can't be like, watch the first season. Because if you don't like it, why yeah. would you keep watching to get to a good second season? Well, that's what people say about Leftovers, too. You have to watch the first season, though, of Leftovers, just to know what's going on. First season of Leftovers is not bad. It's just dark. They were it's, finding it's their footing. It's a very sad show. One of the best shows. Have You've never seen it? No. She has a friend who's rewatching. Yep. Sarah. Is she a listener? Yeah. She's the Taylor Swift <laughs> okay. recommender. i got to start remembering these listeners, because I ask every time. <laughs> well, I guess we have to wrap it up. I just want to say, though... That So I listened to The Big Picture recently, and they're talking about all the new movies coming out for the year, and they mentioned a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, mm-hmm. starring Nick Cage. And I don't really understand the premise of it, but he is kind of breaking the fourth wall where he's going to be like reprising all of his most famous roles that he's already played. So they said now would be a good time to revisit those movies in anticipation of this movie that could be great or could be terrible, but either way will be enjoyable. It sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, who's yeah. directing it? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. I don't like the sound of it. And Nick Cage like hasn't done very many good movies. That's the point. But he's done some really good movies. Adaptation is like perfect. Matchstick Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. The Rock. <laughs> great the rock's great <laughs> i've never seen the rock really you, it's not for you pat no it's too uh too, Act, complicated. too much action yeah too much action uh but then you have like ghost rider some people love ghost rider i know does drew like it i feel like he just watched it and he, oh, he, okay. loved, he loved it I've tom listened. gorman gormican gormican mike gorman i don't know it i don't know him but i mean it's weird that I don't like when celebrity like actors reach that point where it's like, all right, now you're well, he's too had, meta. He's had a lot of weird points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, up and down. And it's not his movie. I mean, someone approached him with the idea, and this he's is just like game for it. This is a movie that's like a Reddit thread. Maybe I, I don't like it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe so we I'll can, be uh, watching a few Nick Cage movies. All right, so. I would like to. We are all reading the three body problem. The three body. Who wrote Two it? of us are reading it. You started it the other night, didn't you? I got through the character list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Emily's one page. And <laughs> yeah, my father's reading it. I think I might have said that. Yeah. In the part so, uh, but Emily reads books, so she'll catch up. Yeah. And How far are you through it right now? A little over a third. Jeez, you're such a fast reader. Try to be. Why try to be? <laughs> I like reading. Yeah, but you don't. Don't try to read fast. I don't try to read. I try to read often. I have so many questions about the book, but it's like I don't want to be spoiled. But it's uh, it's really good. They're making a show. The people from Game of Thrones are making it into a show, which probably be watchable if that's the a case. Netflix show, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll see. It's a tough movie to film. A tough uh, book. Sorry, see, I I feel like a tough series to film. Ju- it, Not yeah. necessarily the first season. 
second and third seasons are really hard. I feel like to make it successful, make it like super low budget, and the parts like there's a. You can, you can't do that for the future seasons. Really? Yeah, oh, that's exciting. I, like this book is blowing me away. It, it reminds me of the second time I watched uh, Arrival because I did not like it the first time, but the second time I watched it, I was like, this is a fucking great movie. I was movie. thinking of it, and I, I don't want to... It's weird because I don't know how much you know and how much you pick up. There's a lot of influences on it. and I mean, there's only so many different ways to do alien first contact stories. Well, I'm at the point where, like, it's... There's... I don't know... He's he's in the computer. He's They basically have shut down the computer game. The three body problem. Game. Yeah, we don't have to talk about this. This is. I, I want. Okay, what are we gonna do next week? Oh, what did you want to say about three body? If you're a listener, no, yeah. If you're a listener, go to the library. We'll, we'll get yeah. Try to get three body problem. Good uh, luck. There's a long holds list. Just mm. steal it online. Yeah. We'll do not it. do that. I'll shoot you an, uh, an EPUB or a Mobi, yeah, whatever yeah. you prefer. Venmo us ten dollars. We'll send you a copy Please. of the book. Maybe an AZW file, whatever it takes. I'll but, send you uh, PDF. We'll send you a fucking PDF. I'll send you a notepad. I ordered hardcovers today, so I'm gonna have hardcovers. Is it hard to get on Amazon too? No, I'm sure you can. Okay. Buy you can buy it. Buy a yeah. fucking copy machine. So, uh, it's like 19 bucks for a paperback book. I told my dad, I was like, I said, because he loves The Breach. He finished it all. He loved it. Didn't love the third book, but loved the second one. Yeah. He said it was his favorite. But I was like, Dad, you if you because he likes my recommendations, which in turn are really Scott's recommendations. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like he knows that. I told him like straight up. And I was like, if you can get through like the first, it's a, Getting past the first like quarter of the book is tough. That's such a commitment. Because they talk so about the cultural revolution and there's zero context for it, except the fact that you know they're in China. I didn't even know what the cultural revolution was. So you say it's hard to get through. You just don't want to learn things about new cultures. No. I guess that's the, you know, the like, twist in a way. So it, but if it was like a thing for the revolutionary period, you'd be like, all right, sure. Yeah. You know, you would understand Benedict Arnold references. You would know George Washington. Mm-hmm. So do you look at the footnotes when you're reading it? I do. The footnotes are great. So I love how they're just brutally honest. Like, so this well, is a, originally a Chinese book, and it was translated into English. And the translation is phenomenal. It's great. It's, but, but they also include footnotes to help you understand the context of all the... Um, Chinese references they're making because they have names for all these things. There's a bunch of famous Chinese thinkers and philosophers, and they kind of they give you a little one sentence paragraph just so you have a little context mm-hmm. about what they're discussing. So like, there's a video game in this, and when you enter the video game, you pick a name, and all the people that have entered the video game pick these names that are different famous Chinese people throughout history. And you know, it could just be a name that you would never recognize, but they include the footnote, let you know who he was, when he existed, what he did. So I I don't think it's... The harder part of the book is the end. Okay. Well, like I said to Scott, my There's a lot of physics you don't in it. Need to, you don't need to understand the physics because I don't understand really math very well. But Same. you know that a math formula works right? because it's a math formula. But the chaos of the three-body problem is kind of like juxtaposed against the science and the physics of like they're trying to solve this thing i don't know it's it's complicated but you just kind of have to read it and accept it we can't be talking about this on this people are going to hate it um (laughs) what are we talking about next week i guess we're going to have to i guess you'll know so when this drops on monday we're going to have a lot more information i'll probably try to sneak it in the uh description and then uh 
people can follow along. Okay. But I think I think we did a good job tonight. All right. Feel good about this. We lost six minutes of gold, absolute gold. We <laughs> redefined the genre. It's out there in the ether. So uh, maybe thanks. The, maybe the Trisol Irons have it. Ooh, the aliens. I liked in the book where. Well, I can't say. No. So. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Good Bye. night. Bye. Bye.